one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Grounded, my live stream Q&A podcast. And we have a very special guest today, AI Driver, um, who's, I don't know your real name. So we're calling you AI Driver today. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's by design or not. Uh, so a few things before we start, I want to say today is November 16th, 2023, for anybody listening in the future. And my notes are not up, and I thought they were. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking today about mostly uh, Tesla's full self-driving and uh, the future of that version 12, hopefully, we recently learned that AI driver is a former Tesla employee. So I imagine people are going to have questions about that. I do have one question related to that. He is still under NDA though, folks. So make sure uh, you don't ask anything <laughs> too crazy. He may deny your questions. Um, so that's perfectly fine. Uh, and then the last thing I want to say is just thank you to everybody for coming. Thank you to AI driver for showing up. And if you're not subscribed to him, go to his YouTube channel. He's almost at 100k. Get him this plaque that we Need all that worked plaque. so hard for. Um, he's the next one to pick it up. So um, thank you for showing up, everybody. And thank you so much. Do you want to say hello? Give a little intro uh, about yourself, whatever you want the people to know? Yeah. Um, hey, this is the first time I'm doing something like this. So pretty awkward. A uh, little bit nervous. I'm actually really happy to meet you, man. Um, it's I've watched awesome. your channel since uh, like years before I created mine. And you were one of the very few people... I turned on the bell notification for it. So I watched oh, a wow. lot of your stuff and I'm actually a huge fan. So oh, it's a pleasure thank you. being I, here, man. I appreciate it. I'm a huge fan of yours as well. And I have taken some of your uh, awesome editing and, you know, put some of those things into my videos. So it's, it's good all around. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I've noticed a, a few people trying out uh, different things with like masking layers and stuff and uh, chroma keyers and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, so I got a couple questions for you. Do you know um, Farzad? Do you know Farzad in the Tesla um, community? A little bit. I've seen some of his okay. videos. I wouldn't say I watched, like, to be honest with you, I didn't even know he was an employee. Um, okay. Yeah. So when, he, when that that's was, like, I saw that on Twitter. Yes. So he is a former Tesla employee from Excellent. a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, you know what? I'm almost giving up on saying X. It is, it's still, <laughs> it's still such an effort in my brain to say X that I'm kind of like, you know, what? I don't even care anymore. I'm just going to call Twitter. Uh, so he, he had a question for you that I'm going to bring up first. Uh, do you think that the culture at Tesla can be repl replicated at other large scale manufacturers? Which I think is a great, great question. Yeah, that is a, that's a really great question. So um, to be fair, I've never worked at any of the other manufacturers and I've never seen how they operate, but um, what I have seen is a lot of Monroe videos and he talks about kind of like what it's like working there um, and how difficult it is to make change happen. And I will say that it's like the complete opposite at Tesla. Um, there would be constant changes and you could try things out. Um, and that's kind of like how they operate is they kind of like throw things at the wall and see what sticks. Um, and that's a crazy environment to work in, but it also is how things get like get done the quickest. Um, so I would say it would be very hard for Tesla or for other companies to replicate what Tesla is doing if they're still going through the business model of like, oh, you need to talk to this person to get approval for this and for this. Like I was an associate on the line who actually like made changes permanently on the line, like within a day of just asking somebody like, hey, why are we doing it like this? And like it was changed for everybody, for all shifts within like days. And I don't yeah. think there's any other place that operates like that. Yeah, that that's amazing. And and it is one of the big things about Tesla and uh, any even medium sized business, it can be hard for lower down people, especially the ones that are actually doing the work to like inflict any change. And those are probably the ones that should be giving the most input because they have their hands on to what's actually happening. So you went through production hell with the Model 3, which I thought was so fascinating. So did you kind of like fanboyish comment, but did you did you ever see Elon on the line? Did you see him walking around there? Um. Elon goes where the fires are. And mm -hmm. uh, the first uh, couple years I was there, we saw him frequently in the factory. Um, I actually worked awesome. night shift. So that was 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I would regularly see him at like two or three in the morning walking around with like an entourage of people. Um, I, I There is was an office uh, further on down in another area where apparently he slept all the time. I never got to see that. But yeah, he was. OK, he's, he's where the fires are. So in the later years, I didn't really see him at the factory at all. Um, but in the first few, he was there constantly. 
Great. Um, and then I want to encourage people as we're chatting here, ask questions. The point of this is you can ask us questions about whatever you want, our channels, uh, what we think of is coming for FSD, whatever. So, okay. I had one more question for you. Um, and it is, what are your thoughts on the current hardware suite in regards to like FSD? I'm going level five. Like there's a lot of kind of back and forth with people in the community that think that we need more cameras or you have to have radar or whatever. What are your thoughts about the hardware suite we have on, let's go with hardware four cars. Do you think it's enough for level five? I'm always confused about like the actual levels, like what level five truly means. All right, let me um, rephrase it then. Cause that's very <laughs> fair. No, that's very fair because they're not concrete. They're not concrete. Do you think that the hardware four vehicles, your model Y today that you're driving, your hardware four model Y will get a software update that allows the steering wheel to be removed and the car to drive itself with nobody in it? I would say yes. Um, I've I've been back and forth on this and um, I've been on the X spaces and the uh, Tesla investor chat or whatever, where I've kind of gone against that and said that, said no, but um, with the advancements in AI that we've seen lately, like I, I kind of think it's only a matter of time. Um, it's it's tough though. I'm what I what I basically said in those spaces is what I'll keep with, and that is that I think that it's going to roll out like in zones. Like there'll be zones where it can drive fully autonomously. Like they have all the the data about where the disengagements happen. I mean, I live around like there's neighborhoods around me where I've never once had to intervene when driving, and I'll just drive around the neighborhood. All that's where I like go to test things, and it's like I've never had to intervene once. And there's other places where it's like constant. Right. So I'm sure they have like a map of where all that's happening. Um, and it would be really easy just to be like, okay, you can green light it here, here, and here, and here. And the car can do 90% of the driving and it's just not allowed into these zones. And then eventually it will be allowed. Um, and the interesting thing is like, will the hardware be separated that way? Like, but yeah, I mean, the, the reason I have such conviction in that is because like it's, it's how humans drive. Like we use our eyes and our brain. And um, I think with the advancements we're seeing, it's only a matter of time until an AI can convincingly mimic us driving. Yeah, actually, that's the part I really agree with is like the way we drive versus, you know, and of course, Elon says it all the time, but just from my own kind of looking around you and, and experiencing this and then man, using this FSD has made me reevaluate the way I drive and the way like the humans around me drive totally. It's it, everything looks so different to me now, having used the software for years than it did in the past. And, and I agree on that part that it's the way it, it can drive the same way we do by looking around, by listening. The car does have microphones, of course. Um, but of course, visual is the number one by far, because you got to know if you can go or stop or pull over. Um, but I'm still like, my, my concern is still for, you know, peeking out, uh, making turns with high-speed cross traffic and stuff because you do a lot of driving in like insane, insane downtown uh, stuff. And it's super busy and it's super complex. But the benefit the car has in those situations is that you're going real slow because first of all, the speed limit's lower and maybe the drivers around you seem pretty aggressive. Um, but even if they are, you can't go much faster. Even if the speed limit was 50, there's too much stuff. There's too many cars, there's too many people and bikes and stuff. And where I see a lot of my problems, so like a lot of my downtown drives now, like you say, they can be perfect over and over again. And it really has blown me away because that's the part that used to really screw up the car with, you know, too much busyness where I'm having most of my problems now is high speed scenarios where there's not a lot of traffic, actually, maybe just a car every few seconds, or a, you'll go a full minute with zero cars and you're going a lot faster because you have to be able to see much farther, you know, if you're going faster and you don't have as much time to make decisions. So I don't think we need LIDAR or anything like that, but I think a couple <laughs> extra cameras wouldn't hurt. <laughs> just, just feels that. Yeah, way. and and to be fair, like <clears throat> even in the um, driverless scenario that I'm that I'm mentioning, I, I don't think it's not going to be mistake free. Um, what I'm hoping for yeah, right. is like, because I mean, like where the cameras are or whatever, you know, they're like a foot back from the from a human eyes or whatever, so it has to creep a little bit more. Um, but you know, there's other cars like that too, so that's not a big deal. But what I'm trying to get at is like humans are making mistakes constantly on the road. Um, the difference right now is that like it makes robotic mistakes and doesn't like correct its mistakes in a way that makes sense to the people around it. And I think that's what's most frustrating for people. Um, so I think 
like that's what I'm actually looking forward to version 12 so much is to see how it handles the mistakes it's making. Like I've had the the beta like pull out in front of somebody and then just slowly kind of and everybody behind me is like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like right. it'd be so cool to just get a giant boost of acceleration whenever that happens. But right now it's like I'll get a random boost when it's not necessary at all. Yep. Like no yep. other contact. And then it'll just be so slow when there's people like frustrated behind me. So I'm hoping that um we see more human I mean, man, I I, I don't want to say human like behavior because that's what we're trying humans, to yeah yeah because yeah, humans exactly but yeah. the good human behavior yeah where we have you know we live in a car centric place and you're gonna have to get along with humans on the road like that's just that's just the way it is yeah, um big time like something okay something that i wanted to mention that i found hilarious i watched yes, that please. video of your wife um giving her thoughts on fsd mm -hmm. um and how she's using it a little bit more often but into the video, she was like, oh, yeah, around stop signs is not a place where I allow the, the beta to drive. It just doesn't do a good job. And there was a scenario where there was another car approaching where she was at the stop sign first. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're not going to do a good job here. But she <clears throat> like it was obvious it was her turn to go. Right. She doesn't come to a complete stop and goes like that's the way you're supposed to do mm -hmm. it. Like you slow right. down to one or one or two miles an hour and go like I feel like that's kind of what humans expect, even when they say that they stop at stop signs all the time. That's not true. Like your wife is probably in the very top percentile of drivers is super safe. And like, you know what I mean? Like I can tell mm -hmm. by the way she talks about driving that she's yeah. way better driver than most people. And, and she is rolling stops, even if she doesn't realize it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think that the more human it can be, the more accepting people are going to be when they see him on the road. Yeah, definitely. And we, you know, we've talked about that a lot and she notices these things too, in terms of what you said, like, yes, she does roll stop signs, which like technically is incorrect, but I don't even want to call it technically incorrect because it, it's not how the world works right now. That's just not how people use stop signs. Um, <clears throat> and it, it's funny because, you know, it's called the California stop, but everybody drives the same way around here. But to be fair, if I'm going off on a tiny bit of a tangent, but if you do see a cop around, you do make a complete stop because they will nail you hard for that here. It's it's a pretty decent ticket and um, they don't mess around, you know, whereas like, for example, the highway here, the speed limit is 70, but you can go up to 80 and sometimes 85 and they don't pull you over just because I don't know, that's the culture. I have no idea why they don't, but they don't. Whereas the stop sign, everybody rolls them, but they'll nail you for it. So uh, it, it's one of those things where I've actually had beta, I mean, several times now in these past few years, we'll do something and I have it on and it's kind of like, yeah, I want it to do it, but it's kind of annoying. I wish I was driving. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I just passed the cop. Thank God it was on because I would have been going 10 miles per hour faster. I would have rolled that stop sign and it didn't and all this stuff. So, um, but yeah, she's noticed that too, where she used to kind of think like, yeah, I stop at stop signs. And she's like, oh, I guess I don't. <laughs> I guess nobody does. All right. So do you have anything else you want to put in before I get to some of these questions? Oh, no, you can go to okay, the questions. Because cool. they are rolling in. All right. Uh, Chris asks, now I don't, I'm not familiar with this. So if you're not, then we may have to keep going. Um, I am wondering if you have seen any of Joe Justice's interviews. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. I, I no. don't. It sounds familiar. I feel like I might have, but not off the top. Okay. Of my if head. you, Chris, if you want to give us some more context, um, <coughs> then we can, we can tackle that. Uh, and I'm also going to mention... I'm good here. You can actually see on right here. This is my uh, Starlink thing. So we are actually both on Starlink, me and AI driver. So I have, I'm watching my connection here. If you get weirdness, that's why, <laughs> but I have good weather. So I think we'll be all right. Okay. Steve says, will FSD version 12 come out for both hardware three and hardware four at the same time? We have a new model Y performance with hardware four, and it seems the amount of input video data for hardware four is far behind what is available for hardware three. Uh, go ahead. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I think Elon kind of already answered that in his uh, live stream of version 12, where basically the way I took it, and I, you know, it's been a while, so maybe I'm remembering things wrong, but he basically, in my mind, said that it's all hands on deck getting hardware three full self driving working well in pretty much like worldwide. And I don't think that means like no interventions and like works perfectly and like replaces the human driver, but I think getting it to a level where it's working well in pretty much all the areas that they want it to. Um, but we're also seeing like, but if you were to ask me a while ago, I, I would have thought we would have not gotten full self-driving or hardware four at all, or that it would just be stuck on one version while they're working on a uh, hardware three. But you know, with the release notes, we just got that might not be the case. So I don't know, maybe 
there's a possibility that they come out at the same time. I still feel like hardware three is going to get the edge though. Interesting. Okay. I would, I would actually think that they will both come out around the same time. Um, but I, I, yeah, he, he, he said that uh, I'm always like skeptical to believe too much of things he says, because <laughs> he says a lot of things that, end oh, yeah. up, you know, not yeah, being true or at least being late, um, which is fine. But, um, I think they, I, I do actually, I disagree with you on that one, which is pretty interesting. I think they'd come out around the same time um, or you'd see the stagger. I mean, we'll see it with kind of the OGs. If, if the OGs get it first, like you and I, um, we now have a mix of hardware three. So my OG car is hardware three and your OG car is hardware four. Um, is, is your hardware four on 11.4.4? Yeah. So I have oh. the, the Model S that I have still on hardware three. And, oh, you kept um, it. I thought you yeah. got rid of it. Yeah. No, we're, uh, we're keeping it until my wife's out of school because she's doing the same commute that I used to do. She's uh, commuting to San Jose oh. every day and uh, she okay. needs autopilot. <laughs> okay, cool. Interesting. Um, <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah, we can see, I get a lot of, almost every video I post now, even if it's not about FSD, I get comments that are like, oh, is F hardware three going to be left behind now that hardware four is out? And no, let's make it clear as what we know now. No, there is, it's going to be a long time before we see a difference in my opinion, between hardware three and hardware four. Um, except did you see those release notes? For uh, eleven four eight eight. Yeah, I, uh, I I looked at them a little bit. I haven't had time to really. So really the take last a look. the last note, I think it was last note or second to last note, was that they're basically improving the a vision park by using more data from the hardware four cameras. They spe it specifically says hardware four. Wow. They're, okay. They're, so it's the first time we've seen hardware four in the release notes. And yes, but I, I and... don't have auto park. So how does that? What do you mean? They were, they were uh, oh, sorry. Park, assist, like, park assist. Park assist. Oh, okay. So like the, park the vision and the lines. Are, yeah. The vision yeah. park assist is going is to get better. Uh, my apologies. I, I mix those up all the time. Um, there are hardware three cars that don't have ultrasonics. So mm. I'm kind of like, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll have to see what it means. We'll have to see what it means. But yeah, I, I found that very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So you think this, it's 11.4.8, right? You think it's like a hardware 4 only release? No, I don't. But that was the okay. note. So, okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. And it was posted to Reddit by somebody who, you know, someone was like, oh, where did you get this? And the guy goes, I have early access. And I don't know if you've seen these people. Oh, you know, you probably know. I don't know if you can even comment on this. So just stay quiet if you have to. But obviously, employees get the updates first. And then, I mean, most of the time, and then it goes to the OGs and then, you know, whatever the, the normal release schedule. Well, in that employee pool, there are also people that are not employees. Do you know this? No, I haven't. No. So I, I don't personally know, but I know one of them. There are these people that are not employees, but they're in the employee pool because they're basically friends, like with high up people at the company. So these are either oh, like wow. early, really early investors or like buddies of, you know, Elon or buddies of his buddy or something. I know there are a few in Michigan. Um, th they're not allowed to publicly talk about it, but yeah, there's like this in the employee pool are these like non-employees that I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I, I thought. Um, wow. Well, yeah. If I had a way in there, I'd be in there. I assure you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, well, <laughs> right when you I left Tesla, they removed yeah. my car and like I was sent to the back of the line and I had to beg Elon on Twitter to get oh. back into the uh, early access. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for, and, and... for a while there. Yeah. I, I wasn't getting updates at all. Like I had been like, Oh, completely... I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause there's like a, I, I think there might be like an internal flag. I don't know how that whole side of things works, but I think sure. like once I removed my at Tesla address from my Tesla account, like everything changed. Um, okay, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's not going to be a priority for them to be, you know, mess around with that stuff. So yeah, you probably got to really beg them. Um, hey, I is bearish. That's hilarious. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, we can comment on this one. I like this one. I'm afraid of vision only getting tricked by optical illusions, especially in tight spots with blank walls, especially with ultrasonic gone now. What do you think? Or I can go first if you want a second. Yeah, I'm. that's... Yeah, you can go ahead. I, I feel like that's going to have to be something like with memory. Like it's going to have to remember. Like if you pull up to somewhere and your lights are on, like you can see the wall. Like just because you get back into your car when it's dark, like the wall is still there. So it's going to have to somehow know that. But yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so 
there's a lot of edge cases and this is, you know, you commented on this earlier, you said it's never going to be perfect. It's there's still going to be accidents and, and mistakes and stuff. And I totally agree. Even airplanes and trains, trains are on a track and they still have accidents. Things happen. So it's never going to be accident free. And I'm sure that at some point in the future, this scenario is going to happen, but you got to look at the overall like statistics of if you drive a billion miles and you have two accidents. Okay. That's pretty fantastic. Right. Um, compared to humans where it's an accident every what, 500,000 miles or whatever. Um, and so th that's going to be the overall game now is regulation and and the, the populace and the culture, et cetera, et cetera, going to allow us to get that far. You know, that's, that's its own question, but um, I totally agree with you. The cars are never going to be perfect. Perfect. There will still be accidents. There will still be tragedies, um, but they'll be severely reduced. And, you know, Elon has commented on that too. It's hard because you can't, like show the accidents that didn't happen, right? They're prevented all the time. Um, actually, Tesla has done a pretty decent job of that, I feel like. Do you see those videos they released where like the auto brake stopped someone from backing into another person or whatever? Yeah, yeah, those are those are really impressive. It really is like the trolley problem. <clears throat> this is how I, how I think about it. But like, that's that's a very simple way to think about it. Like maybe there's 10 people laying down on the tracks and one on the other. And you can pull a switch to save those 10 people at the expense of one person dying. Like it's, I think that pulling that switch is the morally correct thing to do. You're saving 10 lives. But the problem is, is that unlike the trolley problem, those 10 people are still walking around and have no idea. You know what I mean? They have no idea they would have died in a car accident if this technology didn't exist. Um, right. So it's, it's really interesting. And I also think the accidents that will happen, um, are going to be looked at very differently than human accidents because it's not humans making the choices. You know what I mean? Just like what we saw with crews lately with the pedestrian um, where it like dragged them 20 feet or something like it's absolutely terrible. But how many, how many times this week did a human hit a pedestrian in San Francisco? You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, so well, yeah, that accident, uh, that accident was, was initially caused by a human right? Mm -hmm. A human hits a, a person and then they went flying into the cruise. So yeah, that was really tragic, but exactly. That's a great, I mean, it's a different type of accident. Um, and it, it led to all the, the cruise vehicles can't function now. They're not, a, they don't have their permit anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, it's pretty wild. And that's what, that was another thing I said on one of the X spaces earlier is that, um, I really hope that the, the regulators follow the numbers, which so far I think they have been, I think the reason why they're removed from the roads is that they weren't, I mean, I don't know any of this for sure. We can only read stuff, but it seems of like course. Cruz wasn't giving them that information of like what happened after the initial impact and like kind of tried to cover things up is what it seems like. And I think that's why they're suspended right now, which is like a very big no-no. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's it's not a good situation. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, when I was reading about this, it's kind of like, so as, as a driver, a human, you're not just looking at the road going straight. You're kind of looking at everything. And this is something that a robot, maybe an AI eventually can do these things. But as of now, it's not even close to doing anything like this. I'm sure you've all experienced driving down the road and there's that car near you that's just off. It's either swerving a little bit or it keeps driving over the lines or it's speeding up and slowing down. Something is weird about the way it's driving. You pick up on that. And you now pay extra attention to this vehicle for the rest of the time it's near you. Even if it never does anything wrong again, that vehicle has got a little bookmark in your mind. A, a robot taxi doesn't do that. It will react if they swerve over to you and move out of the way, but it doesn't care anymore. It, it then forgets that. So in that exact, you know, I'm just speculating, of course, in that exact cruise scenario, the, a human driver may have had warning flags that this person's going to do something bad. They're not paying attention. They may have seen the pedestrian up there well before anything happened and we're like oh my gosh they're about to hit them and slam the brakes before anything happened and avoided that accident so it's just you know going to be a different world yeah that was yeah that was awful um all right so let's get to some more yeah. of these questions here um unless you want to keep going oh no i mean i i just the more i dive into the cruise thing the more confusing it gets like i don't know if you saw their public statement with the simulation that they did um of like what happened yeah, during sure. the impact and it, um, they basically, they made this statement. Um, well, you, you want to have Jamie pull that up or something? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't have that ability right well, now. Well, you don't I'm have it. Fancy. What kind of, what kind of host are you, man? Are you <laughs> um, uh, but basically the they released version. this whole statement and they, and they recreated the situation in their simulation. But instead of the, 
basically saying that they replaced the human-driven car that hit the pedestrian with another cruise vehicle. Um, and they ran the simulation and said, this is what would have happened if two cruise vehicles were the, in the intersection. But the interesting thing is, it, like, it shows the pedestrian starting to walk into the crosswalk, and both cruise vehicles go into the intersection. Um, like, the, the pedestrian was in the wrong there, but, like, that's another, that's another like, um, situation where that's manual programming telling the cruise vehicle to behave more like a San Francisco local to not piss people off that had really bad, like that's against the law. Like if there's a pedestrian in the crosswalk, you are not supposed to enter the intersection and both cruise vehicles, even in the simulation did. Um, so it's like this fine balance of making it behave to where it doesn't piss off humans and like drives predictably versus like follows the laws. That's just an, another example that I thought just by looking at that simulation, I might have to make a video on that. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Um, yeah, and then this is another good point related to all this. Uh, how many times will these accidents result in minor injuries instead of large injuries or death? Because it, say you have an inevitable accident where you're going to crash. Most of the time, a computer will be able to start applying the brakes sooner than a person. So maybe the collision happens at 15 miles an hour instead of 30, you know, or something like that. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. The, the difference, uh, I, I remember very vividly when I was getting my license, the video, the videos that they showed of like all these terrible accidents and stuff to just kind of scare you on the road. And like, I, yeah. I, I was scared. I was legitimately, everybody else was like just talking and like not even paying attention. I was like legitimately frightened how much of a difference five miles an hour makes like the breaking distance um, of like in your reaction time of like paying attention versus not paying attention makes all the difference. And having something that is never not paying attention like it's constantly paying attention and looking for danger at all times where in places that you wouldn't be looking um yeah yep big time all right so moving on a little bit how much high speed freeway driving have either of you done human drivers have to make quick decisions at speed different from city driving so i do about 50 <clears throat> miles a day um i don't i don't know about you um, yeah, I used to do, I don't, I don't, uh, commute very much anymore. I used to do, um, between 110 and 120 miles every day. And I typically had the cruise control set to 80 or 85. So, um, yeah, I'd say quite a bit. Um, yeah. what I wanted, I wanted to follow up with Steve and see what kind of like quick decisions he's talking about. You talking about like cutting in um, or sorry, let me see Steve. Um, uh, this one. Sorry, I'm not sure which which Steve. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not even really looking at the the main chat. I'm just looking at our window. I can only see the one you're pulling up. But I just want to know oh. like what kind of situations he was specifically talking about oh. about like quick decision making on the highway. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I understand you're going faster, but I almost feel like the decision yeah, making process is almost like because everybody's kind of going a similar speed. It almost doesn't feel like there's quick decision making i almost feel like quick decision making is more of like a condensed city driving environment is where you need to make things happen fast yeah yeah it's all relative so you know if the cars around you are moving about the same speed you know the changes aren't that dramatic but in the city you're going much slower so you don't have to look as far away and so that, it kind of relates back to what i was saying where my big problem spots are are, are where when i'm stopped you know, a stop sign and cross traffic is going 50 or 60 miles an hour or more. I mean, the speed limit on this road I drive every day is 55 and I get tailgated on that road. I'm not kidding. Sometimes I'll be going 70 miles an hour on a, in a 55 and people are right on my butt and I'm just like, like kill me. Why are you doing this? Um, so, you know, that, that's where I'm, I'm at a stop sign and then traffic's going 50 or 60. So that kind of relative huge speed difference, you got to see from so far away that mm -hmm. those people are coming at you. So, um, yeah, I guess he's, I mean, I took this as he's talking about, you're moving real fast. And with that, things can change quickly if a deer jumps out or a, a ladder falls off a truck or something. Um, yeah, it can. the situation can change really, really quickly. Um, all right, this one from John. Uh-oh, troll. Maybe I should have read this before I put it on the screen. <laughs> Would it be better for Tesla to make FSD collaborative driver experience better, improving how it is actually being used by everyday drivers today, rather than focusing so much on the full capability? What do you think? I've um, kind of battled with this one in my mind a lot. So, like, <clears throat> if you were to ask me when I was commuting... Um, I would have much preferred Tesla to make the driver experience better. Like, I think that their current, like with the current software they have, if they 
focused resources on it, they could have like driverless on the highway. I, I completely believe that. Like what Mercedes is doing, like under 40 miles an hour or whatever, and you're like behind another car or something, and like you can like not look at the road and take your hands off the wheel. I think Tesla is already there. Um, but the problem with that is is that getting those like permits, or I don't know what the permits are, getting that actually out into the public's hand requires going through um, lots of like testing of this specific version of of, of software. Um, and like by the time the approval is done, Tesla will be way ahead of where that was. And they'd have to, you know what I mean? So like Tesla is improving the software so frequently that I don't think it makes sense to try to get to um, something like driverless only on highways. Like I think they're just going for the whole thing. Um, driverless everywhere and they're not going to stop until they achieve that, which, you know, I, I, I would love driverless on the highway or something. I don't know if I'm answering that question correctly. Um, but I don't think Tesla is going to stop development and, tr and focus resources on something else, like making the experience better for humans when the whole point of the software is so that humans don't have to be driving. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because when you look at other, I mean, they're just, they're, like you said, they're going for it all. They think mm -hmm. you get these cameras and, you know, these sensors, and then we just got to make the software. It'll drive itself. There are solutions out there right now, as you said, the Mercedes example that work better in a certain capacity than, than full self-driving does and can make the driver's experience much better. Or even something as simple as like Blue Cruise from Ford. Of course, it's way more limited than FSD and my experience with it wasn't very good. But what they do have is they have special uh, cameras in the cabin to detect your eyes in all situations at night, whether you're wearing sunglasses or not, like whatever, so that you don't have to touch the steering wheel. Tesla doesn't want to get all these specialized parts to kind of jigger something together that works for this one specific example. But then once you move past that, it's like, okay, we don't need these parts. We got to change. They're just trying to get the basics and then make it all work. Uh, so it's, it's just a different approach. Uh, and, and I think there is something, uh, you know, of value there if you could make the driver experience better, especially because, okay, think of me and you, and then think of all the people in this chat. We're all like super nerds about all this stuff and we're kind of willing to put up with the, you know, all the weirdness. Whereas my coworker actually just ordered a Model 3 yesterday, last night. There is no way he's paying 12 grand for FSD. Like, heck no. He bought a standard range Model 3. He's getting the free color. He's getting the free wheels. He's gonna spend 12 grand on this thing that works, you know, 10% of the time. Heck no. <laughs> He, he's just getting the basics. Whereas if, if Tesla had, of course they have 6,000 for enhanced, but if they had like an option for a thousand dollars and then you don't have to touch a steering wheel on the highway, I'm sure he would spend the money on that, you know? Um, but it's just a different, just a different goal. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So how did AI driver decide on his editing style? I personally love it and wonder what led him to it. Yeah. That, you know, and I want to add to this, my own thing. What is your workflow? Because your editing style is, is just awesome. Uh, well, I used to have a ton of hair until I started editing. I can tell you that. Um, there, there wasn't a flow for a very long time. Um, and I like have to, I would typically like rest cause I, I could never kind of mimic what I did with the video before. Cause there was like, yeah, see that's, that's the next problem. There's very little hair in this video. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of experimenting and, um, the coolest thing to me was the full self-driving visualizations. Um, and I had some really early videos that are like deleted now, but where I like tried to like zoom into the visualizations and do all these things, but it went terribly. Um, and then I just decided like, even though this is going to be so much more editing work, I just want to like get a dedicated camera to record the visualizations and somehow put them over the video. And I just kind of went off what the comments were saying, um, which led me to kind of like what I was doing. Um, yeah, but it's a it's it's a process. I'll tell you, man. I have things pretty figured out now, um, where I can just kind of like go into a timeline and um, do all the like do what I need to do. But like before, I was editing as I was going along, like completely. Um, but now it's more like I I watch the video, I do the voiceover, then I start to chop it up and do um, the actual transitions. Cause like every single one of those transitions is like manually keyframed. Um, mm. and it takes me like, I know it's, 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 it's a labor of love, man. It, uh, I mean, the results really speak is. for themselves because your videos do really well. I mean, I think you have the, the most successful FSD channel on YouTube by far. Um, and the editing is amazing and it, it so it's worth, it's worth the effort. It's just, it's a lot of work, but that's what you get I when you put in a lot of work. 
Uh, I don't know if I have the most successful one, but I appreciate that, man. It takes um, a long time, and I'm glad people notice. The fun cool. thing is the videos that I don't, like, that I kind of just throw together seem to do the best, and the ones that I, like, take a long time to, like, I think know. out and script, and they do, they, they flop. <laughs> I know. Isn't that the worst? YouTube, like, rewards you for, like, just throwing stuff out. <laughs> yeah, there's. I've talked with many other people who feel the exact same way, including myself. <laughs> um. All right, so for version 12, are you optimistic that version 12 will be sufficiently controllable to comply with the diverse legal requirements of different states and countries? So I'll give a little background on this while you think about it. So version 12 is gonna delete like, what, 300,000 lines of code or whatever um, from everything Tesla's done so far in developing this FSD. And they're going to neural nets. And so Elon kind of was trumpeting the fact that they didn't you know, write a piece of code that says, when the light is red, you stop at the line. They have a... You know, I, I compared it to ChatGPT, which maybe is not the best comparison, but from my understanding, it seems pretty good, where it learns as it, it does things. So they feed all this video in and it basically sees, oh, I see when this situation arises. So that situation could be there's a light that's red, the car is stopping, and there happens to be a white line about where it stops. They feed all that in and, and the system teaches itself. So one of the concerns is, especially if you feed it uh, data from bad drivers, which, which Elon said they're actively trying to feed good driving data, which is subjective. So I don't know how you exactly determine that. Um, but the, the concern is that what if the car starts doing things wrong or bad? And then, you know, NHTSA comes up and says, hey, you have to change this. Will Tesla easily be able to do that? So that's kind of the background if you want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think that complying with the diverse legal requirements of different states is probably going to come last to be honest like i i think they could eventually man that's actually a really tough one because i have no idea like what goes on in the background but um if it's learning from like let's just say that like 80 percent of the data is from like california because that's where like there's a million there's a zillion teslas there and just you know um like it could work really well here and somebody in a different state that has these different laws like it'll drive like a californian driver going to that state um, and some people I don't think are going to like that very much. And it's, um, I don't think they have a way to manually program it to, um, to do these things anymore. Like in the version 12 demo we saw, we saw it, like every stop sign that it went to, it rolled, it rolled it basically, because it was safe to do so. And it would even like cross stopping lines in the road to get a better visibility. Um, and then, and that's where I also will kind of like reiterate what I said earlier, where I don't think... I think being safe trumps legal requirements. Um, like being safe and predictable, I think is way more important than um, obeying every single law on the right. road, if that I makes agree. sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. And, you know, the thing that's hard about it is, you know, we talk about, oh, this is how people drive, blah, blah, blah. But if somebody is driving to fit the driving style and you're getting your license and you take a driver's test, you're not going to pass. They're not going to give you your license if you speed just because everyone's mm -hmm. speeding. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Same thing if a cop sees you, you're going to get a ticket. I mean, if they feel like writing it or whatever. Um, but it's an individual basis. <clears throat> now you have a single entity controlling, you know, let's say a million cars, whatever it is, that all do the exact same thing. You can be like, hey, no, make all the cars do this thing. And so it kind of throws a wrench in, in that like freedom aspect almost. But um, yeah. And then I do want to add to this because, you know, people ask this all the time because even state to state, as you said, things are different. The laws are different. People drive differently. We have examples of this already for years where Tesla, uh, we can go with enhanced autopilot, acts differently all over the world. So in certain parts of the world, uh, in Europe, they have different parts of Europe even have different um, restrictions on how much, say, when enhanced autopilot is on, how much the steering wheel is actually allowed to turn before the driver has to take over. So you'll be going through a bend in the road and then you'll get a ding and you have to take over. Whereas obviously here in the US, it'll do any, it'll do a circle, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then same thing with turn signals, like the car has to use the turn signal X amount of times before it makes the lane change, or it's not allowed to use the turn signal, or you have to be this close when you use summon. So Tesla already has in the software, like local stuff going on. So they have the ability with the current software. They know it's gonna be a challenge going forward. So I imagine there will be a way for them to inject this stuff, but you know, I, it's, it's something they gotta think about. Uh, so Patrick, with the experience you both have in testing objects and mannequins in Elaswamy's real, uh, realistic in saying the car would not be able to crash in the future. Oh, so uh, a while ago, 
uh, uh, Alaswamy, who is uh, the head of, uh, what is it? The head of, uh, what is his title? Do you remember? Not head of autopilot, head of, um, ah, I can't, I can't remember. Are you looking it up? Cause I always want to say it's the head of autopilot, but it's, it's the head of, uh, He'll get it. Um, he, he basically, in one of in one of his talks, uh, I want to say head of AI, but that's not it either. Um, said that Tesla is working on making an uncrashable car. So basically, with the software and the hardware that they're putting together, it will be impossible for this car to crash. Obviously, that would mean impossible for it to crash into other things because you can't prevent things from crashing into you. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm sure that's the goal. <laughs> I think that um, it's. I think it's. I think it's not realistic when you're sharing the road with humans. Um, maybe if every single car on the road was um, was being controlled by computers, maybe that could uh, come to fruition. But mm -hmm. I think when there's humans on the road, there's always going to be um, a significant amount of unpredictability, um, and I think we're still going to see accidents. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that's the goal, though. I really, yeah. like, I, that is what they're working on. Of course. Um, and it sounds like an Elon goal because he oh, wants yeah. the impossible things to, you know, happen. So yeah, his, his title is pointy and the car <laughs> never crash. Yeah. He, he does actually say his, his LinkedIn does actually say he's the director of um, autopilot at Tesla. Um, but if you look at Carpathy's LinkedIn, it's director of AI at Tesla. So I actually was, I guess, kind of right on both of those. But um, yeah, so Carpathy was director of AI. I'm, I thought Al-Swami was, Ashok was also director of AI, but I, whatever. He tells the autopilot coders what to do. <laughs> um, okay, I'm sure there's more to it than that. Um, Edward, this is a funny one. Do you think we will ever have a driver-facing leaderboard for personal miles driven? Oh, I want this so bad. What do you think? That'd be really cool. Yeah. That do you have Tesla really insurance? Cool. Uh, no, no, I don't. Okay. Yeah, because if you have Tesla insurance, you can see your autopilot miles versus manual miles. Um, Omar's always posting that. Omar's blog will, you know, he'll drive 900 miles on autopilot and one mile manual. I mean, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I think that'd be pretty fun to get that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, okay, what do you think about ass? <laughs> um, so actually, Smart Summon, Elon, uh, this is an Elon reply I got. I almost about exactly a year ago. And he said that, yeah, we all want that. Hopefully, I think he said like next month. <laughs> Again, a year ago, he said that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's responded to other people since then saying, oh yeah, it's coming. But um, then version 12 came into the conversation. So my opinion on it is that we're probably not gonna see it for a long time because I think we'd get version 12, which will have all the cool enhancements like we saw uh, in Elon's live stream where it like parked itself. It like pulled over on the side of the road. That was crazy. Uh, and then this will come later while they're working on the other stuff. But what are you thinking? Yeah, I think the same. Um, I think in that drive, Elon did say that version 12 is when we'd see actually smart summon. Um, and, you know, he went through a couple parking lots in that video and it was like super impressive. Like I never use smart summon just because it's like it's embarrassing. It's it's like it's like genuinely embarrassing. I have to like run to my car sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but once that is out. Like, I think that's going to be pretty huge. Um, yeah. I almost think, like, the, the current summon is kind of, like, a bad <clears throat> example. Like, people see a driverless Tesla in the parking lot just doing, like, all these super wacky things. It's like, no, I swear it's better than this. Full yeah. self-driving is way better. But, yeah, I can't wait till those two come together. I know. Yeah, it, it, it'll be great. It's, you know what, I will use it some, so at, at my work, there's like nobody in the parking lot. My work is really small. And then the other company that uses the parking lot, like is still mostly work from home. Uh, so if we have some really bad rain or something, I will use it. Not, I mean, I can walk in the rain, but just cause I have it, it's kind of fun, but yeah, I've, I've had to go rescue it a couple of times. Actually one time, this was so funny. I, my coworker went out and she was sleeping in her car. So I, and my car was on the other side of the parking lot. So I smart summoned it all the way over to her car and then beat the horn. <laughs> so she's sleeping in her car. And then um, just like there's a, a car facing her directly. <laughs> but I was in the building. <laughs> I wasn't even outside. See, that's a solid use case right there. Solid. <laughs> exactly. that's, what it, that's the current capability and that's what you use it for. But I can't yeah, wait until it's actually like something 
you actually are like, oh, I'm, I know I have a bunch of groceries in my hand and I, I can't be bothered to walk the 200 feet. Like I, right. Like, and, and to get it over there, it, I think it disconnected like two or three times. Like <laughs> yeah. It kept stopping. It in disconnects. The middle the oh my gosh. Yeah. It just slams on the brakes. Too. <laughs> have you, been, have you been in it? Have you used smart summon while you I've, sit in it? Yeah. And I've it had will. other people in my car that want to do it. And they're just like, oh, never again. Cause like yeah. any disconnect, it'll just full on like hundred percent breaks. It's crazy. Like the, like the seatbelts lock up. You know right. what I mean? Like it's crazy. Right. Um, fart sound is the best feature. And that's, that's not boating very well. If the fart sound is the best feature of our cars. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, do you believe the front bumper camera is capable of looking to the left and right? Uh, would be desirable to minimize the need for creeping forward. We know Cybertruck has a, a front bumper camera. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like anything that gives the car more context is going to be desirable for sure. Um, I have seen a lot of the people on Twitter that are saying like, oh, the current cars will never be full self-driving because they don't have this camera in the front. But like, I don't, I don't really believe that. Like, the trucks that drive around here have probably like a 10 foot blind spot in front of them. Um, and you know, they're still driving around. So I, I don't think that that's going to prevent, like, I don't think, I think it can provide some valuable context occasionally, but I don't think it's necessary for uh, full self-driving. Yeah. I, I love, I've, I've seen people say like, you know, cause obviously you, you can't see in that spot either as a human, um and people are like, oh but you can get out of the car and go look oh, come on nobody does that <laughs> yeah like, shut up yeah, yeah it's not a you know it's not a thing now the thing that you do do is as you're walking to your car you would unless you're staring at your phone uh you see around your car so if you, <clears throat> you were going to drive forward usually i mean if you're going to drive forward you would see that area before you got in the car or you're going to back up so that doesn't matter um whereas it's true the car can't do that but if anything the car could first back up and then go forward. You know, if that was like kind of really the limiting factor in, in uh, what, why you couldn't drive. All right. So uh, this is for you. You may have tackled the NB85 interchange to NB280 where people uh, have to dodge each other getting onto 280 or coming off 280 Mountain View exit. Have you done that? Um, yeah, I don't have any, sp like that's where, um, I know that I know the, the place he's talking about, and that's typically okay. where like everybody loses all their brain cells at once, um, and uh, <laughs> traffic just kind of uh, starts flowing together. Yeah. Um, and that's probably a pretty good example of where autopilot struggles right now is because right. like when there's so much chaos, um, it, it tries to react to everything, and it doesn't really realize other drivers' intentions. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting one. That might have to be a, a test spot for me where I kind of like go out there and see how the current versions do and then compare it to when version 12 comes out. Cause uh, I, th I feel like version 12 will just be, I mean, I'm hoping, I don't know any of this for sure, but I think it's just going to be better at predicting what humans are going to do instead of like reacting to everything. Like if that makes sense, like just because there's a car like coming into you and like about to cut you off, like doesn't mean you slam on your brakes because that it's, just makes yeah. things worse. Yeah. It's scared so, of that right now. Oh yeah. And like, as it probably should be, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But like eventually it's going to have to figure it out. That's why I also think there's going to be accidents because you know, I'm, I, I want it to do those things, but those things are also increase the risk of an accident, but that's, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's this problem of just like having expectations because technically like, if you're talking like physics, if you're here and a car is coming at you at 50 miles an hour, if you extrapolate this inner, this exchange, you're going to collide. But you, they have a stop sign and you know, you know, you assume they're going to stop at the stop sign. So of course you think they're going to be slowing down soon, but there's a certain spot where they won't have time to slow down or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the car just isn't as kind of in tune with, it, it's almost just like an intuition thing, right? Um, the car doesn't have that. It just is doing calculations. And it's like, oh, beep, boop, these two are coming together. We got to stop. So, um, which, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's, it's not a bad decision, so, but, it's, but it's still wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, tough. The, the yeah. deeper you get into these self-driving scenarios, like <clears throat> you realize how much of a challenge it is. Um, and I think we, like, like I said, we saw that a lot with the crews. Um, like they're in there manually programming the car to be more human um, with some dire consequences sometimes. Yep.
needs a theory of mind. That's a good way to put it. Full self-driving needs a theory of mind. Full self-driving needs a memory. That's kind of the thing I I, I am most wanting. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, the memory thing. Right. Because, I mean, I, I don't know how much you kind of travel and drive in other places, but I've noticed that when I when I drive somewhere new, like I've literally never been before, I, I drive a lot more like FSD does than I do normally, if that makes sense. So I make complete stops. I maybe don't accelerate very well. I almost miss a turn and turn late. Um, it's kind of, it kind of like was like a mind trip for me the first time I realized that. Yeah, no, it's um, using the the beta so much really does make me like hyper-focus on like how I drive and like the things that I'm doing subconsciously that we don't even think about. There's so much. Right, right, for sure. Um, all right, we got, whew, we got a lot. You guys are having fun today. This is great. Um, again, make sure you subscribe to AI Driver, his YouTube channel. Um, all right, we'll talk about this one. This is just, I mean, we have no, info. actually, I want to ask you, do, did you, you know, you might have to deny this. Uh, <laughs> did you talk to anyone on an autopilot team ever? Um, so there is, there is a way to, um, give feedback to the autopilot team internally. And uh, I, I did that pretty frequently. Were you buddies with any of them? Like met them in person mm, or anything? No, I never met any of that team in person. My my focus was on production in the factories and stuff. It's a completely different team. So but we yeah, did have but, like chats and stuff. Yeah, but at Tesla, everybody's doing everything. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you did you read the book, the Walter Isaacson book? Oh, no, not yet. Okay. I, I, yet. Well, you don't commute anymore, because I, since I still commute, I listen to it in the car. Um, one of the things he uh, he talked about is that when Tesla was first starting, he put, uh, what did he do? Oh, he put, when he was trying to get the parts prices down for for the rockets, he put the, the um, auto manufacturing people with the rocket people. And they were like, hey, how do we, you know, we have a nozzle. Like you have nozzles on cars. How do you get it cheaper? And they ended up figuring out that like the nozzle was like the exact same part. But when you would buy it from a supplier for a rocket, they'd charge you $1,000. And when you buy it from Amazon, it would be three cents. But it was literally the exact same thing. Of course, there's, you know, more certification and stuff. But that's how they were able to, like, bring the cost of the rocket down, like, so much. Um, so anyway, you know, you never know. Like, these autopilot guys are like, oh, the car's got to see. And you're like, hey, actually, we have this part. I mean, it's just, you know, just thinking about that stuff. But um, no, yeah, yeah the, I, the, the team's definitely all interlace at at tesla um even from the the quality side we worked with a lot of different team like internal teams that you wouldn't even think we would work with yeah that's awesome um have you noticed on your hardware four versus hardware three i don't know i posted about this on x i don't know if you saw it um your camera's getting dirty i mean I, you don't i don't think you drive on dirt roads like i do right or do you uh not really um yeah i can't which cameras specifically you're talking about like the, the repeaters uh, the repeaters okay yeah they're like just more prone to collect dust oh it's crazy um so my my hardware three model y the repeaters like almost never get dirty i mean i'll take a thumb and wipe them off like a couple times a year honestly that's like how much they get dirty my hardware four cameras i could wipe them off once a week i mean they're just getting gunk on them and it's not like it's not as bad as the rear camera it's not like they're getting covered and they can't see but they're definitely getting like a layer of like dust on them that is altering the view and you can clearly see it in the preview on the screen. Oh, wow. Um, and then when you look at them, there, there was some discussion below it. Somebody, you know, there's a lot of people smarter than me commenting and they like drew on it. They're like, look, you can tell the cameras like at a different angle. It's not as deep into the housing. Um, and so mm. there's some, the, the hardware four repeater shape is definitely different than the hardware three shape. And they're like getting dirtier. So I don't know. I just was wondering if that's something you noticed. Yeah. Because... I, I, uh, I haven't like <clears throat> as much as this is going to break people's heart. Like I have a, unlimited car wash membership and i just bring my car <laughs> through the brushes every couple days no, that's, that's good no i actually uh, agree with that but i would love to see what it looks like when um when it's actually like all gunked up like that because that's like a pretty interesting problem the other thing that i noticed that was surprising to me is hardware four cameras seem to have a, a wider view and they seem to see further ahead than the hardware three repeaters but just like five or 10 degrees short of seeing sideways where you could use them for um, like oncoming traffic when you're doing those unprotected turns. Um, right. 
Yeah, so that was a that was a confusing one for me. I can see how the cameras would be tilted a little bit differently than hardware three. Um, but yeah, that was like a so weird. So when that, once I did those comparison videos, I was like, why wouldn't they just like the, if they have the resolution, why wouldn't they just use a camera with like five or ten degrees more of field of view? Like I know. That would have I... like <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh sorry somebody just said ai driver is there anything you can say about your nda no <laughs> the heck this... <laughs> no uh not it's... not currently <laughs> yeah, i'm sorry that was just so fun um okay so <laughs> yeah i don't know the cameras kind of threw me off i didn't i didn't like that realization um when i saw they were getting dirty all right, so I was going to go to this one. This is all just speculation. I mean, we don't have any information on this, but when do you think they're really going to take the nag away, especially for those of us that have been doing FSD beta testing for the last couple of years? And then again, I want to give a little context. So several times on Twitter now, uh, Elon has responded, I think, just to Omar about it, but that like he agrees we shouldn't have the steering wheel nag anymore. We have to keep a hand on the wheel. And he also has specifically agreed that it comes after the person has, you know, X amount of miles, like 10,000 miles of full self-driving experience. Um, so I would love for the nag to be gone. I don't know if you've ever used any cheat devices just to like kind of play around, um, but it is a way better experience when you don't have to hold the wheel. Yeah. Um, I think Elon is all in favor of treating people like adults. And if it was up to him, we would have no nag right now. Um, but I'm sure there's people in his ear like like what what is that going to mean um how can people abuse this basically and like it's it's kind of like a, a tug of war situation where like i'm glad that tesla treats us like adults but there are people who abuse that by like putting teddy bears in like the driver's seat or something and i just think that removing the <laughs> nag um could just create like you know like you see all the false headlines already um yeah but yeah, I've never like, to be honest, the way I use autopilot, like I have like a full self-driving profile that like lowers the steering wheel slightly and I just rest it in my hands. So like I, I put my hand on my lap and I just let the steering wheel um, kind of like flow through my hand. So it's never been a big deal for me. And I kind of like knowing um, what the steering wheel is doing. I feel like I can almost predict the car's movements sometimes, mm -hmm. but like whenever I'm showing full self-driving to somebody who's never seen it before i'm like oh look at this yeah of course, of so course. like <laughs> yeah so it... yeah hopefully soon um i i have a feeling they they could implement something Ten thousand miles on beta seems like an awful lot um not for me not for yeah, you yeah that's yeah that's true that's true <laughs> depends on which car i have well over ten thousand on the model s but i don't drive the model y too much yeah so we'll see yeah i agree with you The whole thing of like people using it right and okay because here's the thing i think technically in michigan I, I i know the traffic laws are so confusing i think it's actually illegal to have your hands off the wheel i think legally you always have to have one on the wheel anyway so it's kind of this thing and it's illegal to drive without your seatbelt, right obviously and and fsd won't work if you're not wearing a seatbelt. so tesla has multiple like things implemented to stop people from doing dumb stuff you will never stop people from doing a dumb thing if they want to do it. You can't. You can't stop them. They'll figure yeah. out a way. It's not Tesla's fault anymore. If I go in my Ford and I put on cruise control and then I close my eyes and it drives into a wall, that's not Ford's fault. Yes, the car was was giving it gas and accelerating into that wall. It's not Ford's fault. It's my fault. It's the same thing with Tesla. But obviously, they get way more clicks, so we hear a lot more about Tesla. But I get very frustrated that anyone thinks Tesla needs to do any more to stop people from doing dumb stuff. It's just, it makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't know how anyone can come to that conclusion. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, I completely agree. And it, it, it drives me nuts. Yeah. It it's really it's just, it's very strange. Um, let's see options make model Y ground. Oh man. I would like that too. Sorry. Talking about model Y ground, ground clearance. Um, so we're, well, I'm not going to say that. All right. You got time for a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's get a couple more of these fan questions in. Maybe we could try to do a rapid fire. I will shut up and I will let you uh, <laughs> rapid know about fire, no. Yeah, well, I, I spend a million hours on every question and get way behind. So let's see um, how many of these we can get you through. Uh, here we go. So uh, won't a Tesla RoboTaxi need hardware to prevent occupants from accessing steering pedals like current RoboTaxis have? 
hardware to prevent occupants. What is the, I'm, I guess I, I don't know what kind of hardware um, they have. I've seen people sitting in the front seat and with Waymo's and the steering wheels turning. Yeah, the, hard, no, the hardware, like separator. the hardware in the Waymo is that there's a little sign there that says, please do not touch the steering wheel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. So, yeah, I don't think that's a big deal. Alrighty. Uh, what are your expectations with V12? Um, Maybe like your top two or three hopes for it. My hopes is that we see less robotic mistakes um, that are unsettling for people. Like I know, like I've let my mom use full self-driving in my car and it had one like random break and that was it. She's like, I don't, I don't want this anymore. You know what yep. I mean? Um, so hopefully what, when the control moves to a neural network that's only been trained on humans and removes all the if then statements we see a car that is behaving a lot more naturally and when it does make mistakes those mistakes are more human-like and it controls uh more human-like right definitely Alrighty. um very nice sean question when watching and videos to train the neural net how can they know what was the cost to maneuver with our so with so many things going on the co- i'm sorry i don't fully understand that question how can they know what was the cost to maneuver do you understand that or should we move on maybe he's talking about like the the processing like how did they know sure i don't know um i i th- like i don't know it's that's that's the uh that's the big question right like it's no longer like it manually tracking every i mean my my impression of it from what I got is it's no longer like manually um, manually looking at every single vehicle and calculating their path and deciding what the best path to go through is. It's kind of just like looking at everything like a human would and being like, okay, like what do I, what's the solution to this problem? Um, right. Yeah. Definitely. Or I'll even um, know if it give you an answer to what it's doing. <laughs> I, that's part of the problem with, the, we're trying to go fast, but that's part of the problem with this AI approach is you don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know how it makes the decisions. As long as it's doing it correctly, you're fine, but you can't, you can't get in there and tweak it. You just, it's, as, with the technology today, it's not possible. Um, yeah. I'll answer this one really quick. So uh, wasn't Tesla implementing a new radar? What happened? So Tesla has, is putting a new HD radar an in-house radar that they made um, or, uh, a high resolution radar that they made um, in model S and X they're in S and X today, but uh, in the book and Elon confirmed this, that uh, on the last earnings call that Tesla is taking data from those radars that are on the road to kind of determine if they need it or not. So as of now, no vehicle, even if you have a radar in it, FSD is not using it to make decisions, but Tesla is gathering data from it to kind of see, okay, are the cameras seeing enough? Does this radar add enough to FSD's uh, perception and capabilities that we should implement this in, in all our cars? So that's what's going on with that. Um, any idea what Tesla is thinking with vision cars on hardware three? Will they ever get back features like summon or auto park? Yeah, that's, ugh, this, I hate this subject. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. Vision and hardware three. I think, I mean, with the new update coming out, it seems like they haven't forgotten about them. That's the good news, right? It's like, but that's the other challenge is like, they have all this different hardware. Now they have like, Hardware three, hardware three, no ultrasonics, hardware four. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I can guarantee you they're going to get features back like Summon and Auto Park. The the question is when. Um, right now, like we've we've known that they're training restricted. Like that's the biggest bottleneck right now is like training time. Um, and I have a feeling that once ver- like once we see the initial version uh like the initial version of version 12 come out like we're going to see a lot of these features re-rolling back in very quickly is my uh interpretation at least right yep they know they're working on something but it's it shouldn't even be on the website i hate that they still have it on the website yeah yeah that that kind of bugs me too yeah it's been over a year like just Mm -hmm. take it off the website um okay so we got that one a couple more here uh, couldn't <laughs> this one's funny. Um, couldn't we just program Optimus to drive and make every car self-driving? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Optimus doesn't have a neck, so he can't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if he has the software to self-drive, then they would just load that software onto the car. He can just plug himself into the OBD2 port, and then it just, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Now he has all the eyes on the outside. 
<laughs> move the steering wheel hey you know I, you know what plug his arm into the steering column yeah that's yeah. it <laughs> problem solved oh but you're no what you said is even better if he's plugged into the obd then he can just control the whole car from right there right i'm not sure if that's all connected to the pedals that might be a little sketch but uh <laughs> um okay do you think very specific here do you think v v12 will have the annoyance where it centers on a wide lane even though the right side is normally for parking or right turns we have this in Michigan as well. So I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think it depends on how much data they have for um, wide lanes for cars that are normally parked. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just basically what it comes down to is like, hopefully, like, that's the whole point of version 12 is it takes the human path in more and more places. Um, and there's so much to that, too. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I have high hopes. I really do for version 12. One of my other biggest annoyances is like, the intention um the current beta doesn't give intention very well like if you're approaching a pedestrian who's like standing on the side of the road it will just go right at them i mean you can see on the path prediction it, it'll go around it'll slow down and go around but it's like the pedestrian the entire time's like does this guy see me does this guy see me um so hopefully with version 12 we see more and more human behavior where it's like doing the human thing you know, like if they're, you're approaching a pedestrian, you could be a few hundred feet away, like start moving over, like let them know. hundred percent. Yeah. Huge complaint of mine, especially on the dirt roads with people walking, biking, or even other cars. You do not wait till the, yeah, the car's going to go around them, but you don't wait till the last second to make that move. Mm -hmm. You do it the second you see them, you start to move over exactly as you said, so that they, okay, they see me, we're good. Um, yeah. Uh, how do, I also have really high hopes for version 12. I think something like that would probably do really well, especially after like Elon's live stream and it's been so many months. I I should calm myself down because we've had high hopes for earlier <laughs> versions. Too. I'm trying not to give my hopes up here. I know, but I yeah, I can't help it. Um, how does Tesla learn to react in situations where an accident is unavoidable when trained on normal non-crashing rides? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. that is, because if you're feeding it good drives, there's not going to be any crashing. And if you feed it crashes, it might learn to just yeah. oh, I should crash into buildings. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's any like this question's above like, this question is above my pay grade. So I'm just gonna yeah, say same that. same here. We're we're just gonna have to see. Hmm. Um, I, yeah, on. I want I want to write that down. Really how to answer that? And situations yeah, there's gonna have to be something um that happens right like if it, if it gets into a fender or like somebody rear ends the car is it just gonna take off right yeah that's an awesome question i'm actually gonna put it on x because i like that question a lot i just stole your question uh so thank you <laughs> if you're on on x uh response i can tag you on that all right i got one more for you are the frequencies of FSD beta releases spread out more because version 12 is incoming? What do you think? I think definitely. I think it's um, I think it's kind of like all hands on deck on getting this thing working properly. And that's probably why the release releases have been few and far between lately. But like I said, I think once version, once we get the initial V12 rollout, I think they're going to come a lot more frequently. Yeah, we saw this a lot with you know, in the past when we were waiting for like 10.69 and version 11 and all this stuff, there were huge times in between updates because they're working on something else. So totally agree. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I don't know if you have any closing comments. Would you like to say anything to everybody besides go subscribe to your channel and get you to hundred thousand subscribers? Yeah. Give me that plaque. Look at that plaque highlighted over there, man. Give me one of those. He needs It'll it look good on the, right here. This is where it goes. You got a great, you got a great little area there. I like it. Oh, thanks. Yes, yeah, this is my mini office. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Yeah, thank you so much. For, thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Nice to actually finally meet you. I've been a fan forever, like I said. So it's just good. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. It's great to meet you too. And I really enjoy your videos. And thank you for all the cool you've kind of make. I feel like we make these videos and like there's certain types of videos and then someone else comes along and like adds to them and, you know, does a certain style and stuff. And then someone else comes and adds to that. So like you've kind of taken in the next layer and I've taken stuff from you. And um, so it's been really good. So thank you so much for spending your time answering everybody's questions. Maybe we will do this again in the future. This will be available in the future on your favorite podcasting app. I'll try to upload it tonight, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so hopefully you can enjoy that or you can watch it later on YouTube. So thank you everybody. And I uh, have a good day. Peace. Peace.